Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, folks? Welcome into the Believe in Commanders show. It's your boy Anthony Armstrong reporting live from McKinney, Texas, and I have a special guest. If you're watching on YouTube, you see him over there, the handsome gentleman to maybe my right, your left, I don't know. The other guy in the square, that's Mr. Lake Lewis. Lake, how you doing? What's up, my friend? Good to see you. Yes, indeed. Good to see you as well. Lake's filling in for uh, Brian Murphy. He's out there. He's at Disney. Got the fam down there at Disney kicking it with Mickey. So I I can't. Yeah, rough gig for sure. I can't be mad at that. So uh, glad to have you here stepping in with us. Um, on this episode, folks, we're going to be talking about a few things. We got a little Deron Payne news and some other free agent signings. Uh, we'll touch on some spots across the NFL. Uh, one that we were talking about offline. I said, man, we got to just save this. This is getting too good. Uh, we'll dip into the draft and then we'll, we'll, we'll close it out with some commander's news all the way around. Uh, how's that sound for you, Lake? Perfectly fine. Works for me. All right, man. It's like I'm a producer. I'm putting this thing all together, getting it in order. Um, but I got to start out talking about our sponsor, our wonderful sponsor, the folks over there at Bet Online. Lake, have you ever been there? Of course I have. Yep. Already. Yeah. Bet Online is going to remain your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Obviously, the NFL is ending, but you can get in for that March Madness. That tournament is about to kick off and they even have esports over there. You're going to get the latest odds on team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head over to betonline.ag and you're going to use our code BLEAV, that's believe, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So slide on over there, drop in that code, and you know, maybe you can win some money, but uh, bet online is where the game starts. They had the odds for the commanders winning the NFC championship at plus 2,500 like a week ago. Yeah. I mean, you could win a little piece of change. You put a hundred dollars down on that. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I figured it's worth it. But, I mean, to some people that a hundred dollars might go a little further. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So I guess if you have a hundred dollars to spare, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you take a chance. And if you deposit the hundred and it's your first time you use that code, you're going to get another 50 on top of that. So, Hey, you know what? At least you get a little something back for it. But right. let's get this thing rocking. Let's get this thing rolling. We're going to go straight into this biggest news out of Washington, in my eyes. Uh, the first person to receive the franchise tag and then the first person to sign his big deal off of being on the franchise tag, Deron Payne, four years, $90 million deal. Is that a good signing? What do you think about that that signing there, Like. I like it. I do. You know, I'm all for you guys making your money. I've always been that way. Nothing's going to ever change that. And I think it's also equally important for this franchise to keep their own. You know, you draft a guy. And when you were here, how many times did we see some of your teammates get the big contract elsewhere, the lucrative deal elsewhere and blow up? Well, Deron Payne had the best year of his career last year and they paid him for it. And you know, I was kind of surprised, actually, because, you know, a lot of times when this franchise puts a franchise tag on someone, we see that play out over two, three years, hence Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, them to do that and then get a deal done before the season even starts, 
that's a big coup for this franchise to keep, you know, one of their best players in the building. And now you keep him and Jonathan Allen, your two uh, stalwarts at, you know, in the interior of your defense, they'll be here for the foreseeable future, which is a great thing. Yes. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, you got to keep an anchor uh, up front. And it, one of the things I was hearing just seeing on Twitter and, you know, we talked about it on the show ourselves was, you know, people are thinking about well, what about Chase Young? Now you got to make a decision between you know Chase and Montez. I, I figured take the most recent success right yeah. now, yeah. you know, and and if if Chase Young bounces back back to the form that you want to see him at, and he's and he's just causing havoc, that's a good problem to be to to be in. You have to make a decision on what to do with Chase Young. Then, so I'm all for this signing. I think it makes a lot of sense, and you'll be able to take care of Chase down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes the salary caps go up. Um, They seem to have been escalating a lot over the past previous seasons. And now, you know, maybe down the road, maybe in a year or two, it it happens again. And I also think that right now for this team, the next guy up in line for me is going to be Cam Curl. I think he's Mm. got to get money to, um, you know, some people are saying you got to pick between Chase and you got to pick between my sweat. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, um, you know, there's ways that you can be creative with contracts. And I think for Washington, they're going to do their best to keep their their anchors in play. And we all know the defense is the, is the the lightning rod for this franchise, you know. So to be able to keep a Deron Payne, to be able to now go forward and maybe keep a, a Cam Curl, and then you're going to also have, um, you know, Montez and, uh, you know, Chase Young. You know, Chase Young's got to prove that he can bounce back from that injury. And I thought – those final three games he played, Anthony, last year, I mean, you started to see, okay, he, he can do some things out there. He definitely was making a difference, um, but can he be that that rookie of the year, Chase Young? Well, we're going to have to see that play itself out this year. Yeah, I know everybody is is cheering for him to get back to that level, and, and I, am, I'm too, I am too. I want to see him out there just hunting. You know, because you, when you got those two D linemen in there, they're going to take a lot of attention. You got to decide who's going to get double teamed, and then you're going to leave some one-on-ones across the board. So there's going to be a lot of things set up for them. Yeah. Um, coming into this offseason, uh, well, I guess the start of the new league year, uh, the commanders had a few spots to fill. I think most popular uh, were offensive line and at the linebacker position. And the first couple of days of free agency, uh, they've been pretty active. They've been pretty active bringing in – uh, tackle Andrew Wiley from Kansas City. He follows um, Eric Bieniemy over from Kansas City, uh, and then they got a Nick Gates out of uh, from New York, who essentially he could play all across the offensive line. Uh, what are you thinking about those 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 couple of signings? A few other names as well. Some people picked up at the linebacker position. Well, I think you know when you bring in a guy like Wiley, there's two two reasons why that's a good signing. One. It's a it's a it's a position of need, frankly, you know, for them to have a right tackle, especially a right tackle who has familiarity with Eric Bieniemy's offense. That's a coup, and he's a guy that can show all the other linemen, you know, how Bieniemy likes things done. So uh, it's kind of like you know when they run in the receiver from Kansas City. He's not coming in here to compete with Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson or Curtis Samuel. He's coming in here to show guys the route tree, show guys how he wants things done in this offense. And I think that's a brilliant signing, Um, you know, and then on top of that, I think if you look at the Wiley signing specifically at right tackle, I've been telling people for the last two years that I really think Sam Cosme should be moved inside and made a guard. Um, When he was a rookie, um, you know, a good friend of mine, Felix Trammell, we were at, you know, uh, one of the training camps and 
we actually were talking about how much Cosme and, and Brandon Sheriff looked alike in their pads. I mean, they were clones almost. And you remember Brandon Sheriff got moved in from tackle because of his arms. You know, they weren't the longest arms. And I think Cosby could probably move in now. You can have Wiley at right tackle. You could have Cosme at right guard. Um, Nick Gates, who they just brought in from New York, is a center, in my opinion. And I think that's where they're bringing him in to possibly start at center for you if you don't bring in Chase Rulier. So, you know, these are good signings. If anything, they're depth you know, you know, on, across the offensive line. And that's obviously a position and unit of need where they've got to enhance that. I'm with you uh, 100%. Getting depth is is, is key because you see how quickly uh, your team gets decimated with injuries. Yeah. Like yeah. that, it blows your mind to just see how quickly that stuff just goes down. Because, I mean, frankly, you know, I'll tell you this. I'll I'll spill the beans a little bit. A lot of times that sixth and seventh old linemen, they aren't really better than some of the people that got cut. It's just that they can play in a couple of those positions across the line of scrimmage. And they, they're serviceable. Um, That's a great point, Anthony. I mean, you think about it. When you have guys that are interchangeable, those are the guys that stick around. But if you're a one-trick pony and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, especially in today's NFL with this more of a pass-happy league, um, imagine if they were passing the ball all the time when you played. I mean, <laughs> you know, seriously. You know, you need those dogs up front. I mean, you need bodies and – especially if you're going to go with the young quarterback. And obviously all the signs point right now that, uh, you know, they're going to go with Sam Howell as their starting quarterback. They keep saying they, they're going to give him every opportunity to win the job. Well, there's nobody else here. It's your job. <laughs> it's your job to lose. I, they, that's what they need to start saying. But more importantly, they need guys up front to keep him upright. Um, you know, if he's going to be playing in, under duress and playing on his back, that's not going to do anybody any good. So I think some of these early moves and early signings are – affordable signings, they're serviceable signings, so I think it's a good thing. All right, so you're talking about the quarterback position, and then one of the biggest names that's going on right now is Lamar Jackson, just up the road for Baltimore, gets that ex uh, non-exclusive rights uh, franchise tag put on him so he can talk to other teams. A lot of folks saying he should be in Washington. I think we were saying earlier, you feel like he should be in Washington. What do you think? You think he should be in Washington? Man, of course I do. I think he could be on at least 28 other teams around the league. He's that good. I mean, this is a top five quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, his 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 stats prove it. Uh, he was an MVP. I think the youngest MVP to do it um, with, with hardly any weapons. I mean, you take away Mark Andrews from that Ravens passing game, what do they really have? And that's not to, to disrespect Willie Sneed and some of the guys. Hollywood Brown was there for a couple of years with him before he got traded. That's not respect those guys but none of those guys were sniffing the pro bowl so with that said you know he still was an mvp and i just think you know when you when you think kind of outside the box like like i try to do you, you think of a pairing with Jahan dotson and curtis samuel and of course pro bowler terry mclaurin man <laughs> that could get ugly real quick and then you think of the running backs brian robinson and antonio gibson and jd mckissick that could get really interesting as far as what they could possibly do in this offense. And then, of course, it all starts with Eric Bieniemy. You have him now from Kansas City. I, I was just dreaming out loud, man. And I know a lot of people were like, they don't have the money and Snyder doesn't have the money to put in escrow. Listen to me as a business owner. You're a business owner. 
would you not be wanting to buy something that you know you can market from day one? If you have Lamar Jackson here, hell, I will put the money in escrow myself there <laughs> because I know that I have a marketing piece. I know I have something that's going to ignite the fan base. Fans are going to want to come see this product. You got Eric the Enemy in there. It was just, to me, too good to be true. And obviously it was because they're not interested in them. You know, I, I initially was just thinking, like, you almost have to say that you're not interested just off the off the rip. Um, I mean, I know there's folks saying, you know, collusion could be going on and whatnot. And I'm sure folks are not too happy that Deshaun Watson got that big old guaranteed money deal and uh, to potentially have that happen again. Owners aren't too happy. Now, you mentioned that, and I believe it 100 uh, percent. I just feel like those different situations, those teams that everybody kind of tied him to. You almost had to be like, no, hold on. We're not interested. You got to at least play it that way. Um, like Miami being one because they hadn't even made the decision on Tua, you know, and that, that may have forced them to take the fifth year. I thought that it was, I was like, hey, maybe they could trade Tua, you know. I thought it would be something like that, but um, I don't know. I feel like they had to kind of say they weren't interested just just off of the fact of, like, have you even had those conversations as of what it would look like? You know what I mean? Well, I think also it's some you don't want to anger an owner. Like if you're an owner of Team A and I'm owner of Team B, you don't want owner from team C through Z out there throwing guaranteed money contracts around. That's that's just the way the league is set up. And yeah, they were pretty upset with Cleveland, you know, for for I think Haslam, Jimmy Haslam and them to to pay that kind of money um, you know, to Deshaun Watson, especially under the circumstances of him getting that contract, you know, yeah. coming allegations and things of that nature. But, but we're talking about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's never been in any trouble. I mean, he, he had the unfortunate comment, you know, that he put on social media. But that that's that's almost the norm nowadays with these yeah. ads. Um, but other than that, Lamar Jackson's been a stand-up guy. He's been a pillar in the Baltimore community. And he's been one of the best players must-see TV in the NFL when he's healthy. And, and, and I'm not going to say that I talked to Lamar and he said this, but I, I think Lamar could have played last year. I, I really, in my heart, believe that. But, you know, you got a contract situation going on, and I'm not saying he sold out his teammates, but sometimes you got to do what's best for you. And yeah. I think last year maybe he could have played, but he didn't. Um, but Baltimore's got to do right by this guy because he's been the face of their franchise, and he's carried them literally on his back um, for them to not want to pay him. I'm sorry, man. Some guys are just worth the money and some guys aren't. He's worth the money, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I do think he's going to get paid. I do, and he really deserves it. I mean, you look at the stats. He is so impactful on his team. But when the NFLPA survey came out, um, if you click on, like, uh, what was it, the, the the weight staff or something like that, the training staff, Baltimore was an F. Baltimore <laughs> was an F. And there was one one player, I guess, he, you know, he spent a couple of years in Baltimore, and he's like, yeah, I had two knee surgeries and this, that, and the other, and – yeah, ended my career. And I was like, right. And so now people are ganging up on Lamar saying he wants too much. And no, uh-uh. I mean, the guy's been hurt for a reason. I mean, they've run him in the ground, literally, no pun intended. I mean, when you look at J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and, you know, whoever, excuse me, whoever they plugged back there at running back was getting hurt. You can yeah. that with – I think they had Hurst here at one point, so there was a nice tight end tandem 
uh, you know, with uh, with Mark Andrews. Well, he leaves via free agency, left Mark Andrews by himself. And then your receivers, you you trade Hollywood Brown, the one guy that was making plays for you with Lamar. So it just it just made me wonder what were they trying to do. And some people would say, oh, they were trying to save money to be able to pay Lamar. I don't like that narrative. And that's a narrative that, unfortunately, some commanders floating around too, Anthony. Like, you know, you can't you can't bring in Lamar because you would have to team in order to pay him. Well, don't all the great teams have great quarterbacks that they figure out ways to salary cap around those players? Well, I'm seeing like now you, there seems to be a, a vast distinction. Either A, you have a franchise quarterback you've paid a lot of money to, like looking – Buffalo, right? Josh Allen's got a big check. He commands a lot of that salary cap. But then on the flip side, Philadelphia had, you know, rookie contract Jalen Hurts. And they're not even going to address all these other free agents because they know they got to pay him. Right. So it, it makes you build your team differently. And shoot, a friend of mine, shout out to Billy. Um, he was talking about, he's like, man, they should just remove. I've seen this a couple places, but they should just take quarterbacks out of the salary cap totally equation. Agree. I told you. Um, I think it was a so- I think it was a soccer thing. I think they do it in soccer, where they 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 take like that top player, you know, that's going to make seventy million, you know, like Messi and Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Take those guys out of it, and then let the salary cap be amongst the rest of the players. But, I, it's it's going to get to that point where you need to do that in the NBA. I mean, you have two franchise tap, basically, you know, max players you can put on your team, and. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't really hamper your salary cap. I mean, there's really no salary cap out there in the NBA like that. But at the end of the day, when you're paying two players in excess of $600 million or $500 million, that's a lot of money. I mean, you're going to be hit with luxury taxes and all that stuff. But the good teams do it. That's just the way it goes. And I think if you're, if you're Washington – I understand that, you know, you just gave Deron Payne that, that guaranteed money. I think his guaranteed money is $40 million out of the 90 in that contract. Yeah, That's a lot of money. But Lamar wants 200 guaranteed. I think that's what he's asking for. I think the wording in Patrick Mahomes' contract was 250 And some people mm-hmm. say Lamar's nowhere near Patrick Mahomes. Well, let me rephrase that. Let me, let me make sure people understand this. When Lamar's contract was starting to be talked about, that was two years ago. Patrick hadn't Patrick Mahomes hadn't won this recent Super Bowl. So he had one Super Bowl and one MVP under his name until this year. Lamar had one MVP. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. then playoffs every year. So I understand now Patrick Mahomes kind of distanced himself just a little bit because he has another Super Bowl, another MVP. But Lamar's right there, man. I mean, you you have to you have to look at what he does on the football field. Outside of Patrick Mahomes and maybe a Joe Burrow, because I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Yeah. Who are you running to the podium to take before Lamar Jackson? Are you going to say I'm taking Josh Allen distinct <laughs> for Lamar? I don't know, man. Josh Allen's great, too. Okay, let's just say you do take uh, Josh Allen. So Lamar's a four now. Name another quarterback outside of Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen that you are guaranteeing is better than Lamar yeah, you 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 not wrong there. That's that's that franchise quarterback that gets dropped out. Everybody thinks that there's a, a hundred of them. There's aim of four or five in the NFL. Exactly. Every, four or five. Everybody everybody else are like really good. And you know, 
Aaron Rodgers because I know somebody was going to say that. Oh, no, no, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Stop it. Stop it. Because Not, it's been too long. It's been it's probably about three years ago. You might you probably would take Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, of course. But but right now you're talking a 25 year old and a 35 year old. Or 38. 30, I think he's 38. 38 year old. Stop it. Stop. He's up. He's up there with me, man. He's up oh, there with me. I'm way down there for me, but. <laughs> Man, so let, let's see. So uh, we, we obviously got Eric Bieniemy in D.C. Just real quick, what's your overall expectations of that offense? Man, I expect for them to do some great things this year, Anthony. I, I do. I, I think this might be the most versatile offense that this team's had since you played. And, you know, when you were here with, with Shanahan, I mean, you know, you had Santana and yourself and, you know, you had some really nice tight ends at the time. Fred Davis was there. I mean, it, it was a lot of things. You know, you didn't know who the starting running back was going to be almost on a weekly basis. <laughs> so Alfred came along. But, I mean, you think of the, the Roy Halus and all these different guys, it was just a, a lot of versatility on the offense. And um, the big question with you guys was what? It was quarterback. You know, was it? Yeah. Was it Rex? Was it John Beck? Was it, I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys coming through here at that position. So I think for Washington, for their offense, if they can get Sam Howell really caught up, I mean, like really moving and grooving in this offense, I, I think they can do some special things because the explosiveness on the outside is there. Um, this is the best wide receiving uh, trio I think that they've had. Um probably in my time covering them and i know people are gonna say wait 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 you had deshaun and uh and pierre at one time you had yourself and santana um Aldrick robinson i mean you, it was nice but yeah. these three guys here are a little different anthony seriously man i mean terry's great um you know but curtis samuel is is literally you you saw when when scott turner was using him properly last year how much damage he could do and yep. then you on Dawson, just I think he's a special player on his way to being a household name too. They've just got a lot of stuff there, and then that's not even talking about Deami Brown and uh, you know, and then obviously who's going to be their their fifth receiver this year? I mean, is it, is it going to be the guy that's always here from Alabama, yeah, <laughs> or is it going to be the new guy they brought in from Kansas City? So it's going to be interesting, but I, I'm expecting great things from the offense. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. It's almost like anything less than you know, pretty spectacular would be would be upsetting. But I just think overall, you're probably gonna see a much just a much better looking offensive unit. Now, you think just you got you have a lot of weapons, and uh, they had success with much less in Kansas City. Yeah, it just won't be gimmicky. I mean, I think with Scott Turner, it was almost like if the gimmicks didn't work, nothing worked. And yeah. It got pretty predictable, right? Like you, you could, you could. Um, I remember just, you know, being at, in, at the game in the stadium, um, in the press box, and I remember seeing some of your tweets during game day. Like you were calling, calling the plays, <laughs> like you knew what they were gonna do. I felt like I knew what they were gonna do. And when you, when you have third and ones, and you're running sweep toss to the side of the field to have Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney on there, um, that's falling, <laughs> <solid>, man. <laughs> So hopefully we don't have those kind of calls being made. I, I, I do. I think Eric Bieniemy's offense is going to keep defenses on their team. You're going to keep them honest. You can't load the box and you can't play too far off your receivers. You're going to have to figure some things out. 
And I think he's going to find it. What What is your your weakness on your defense early in these games and exploit it? Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I say this is a top 10 receiving core, top 10 receiving trio, easy top 10. Uh, you could kind of make an argument to go up or down a little bit, but I, I definitely think it's a top 10. You think it's top five? Top five. I really do. Top five. Oh. The production's there. Um, I, I mean, John Dawson missed, what, five games last year? Think yeah. If he hadn't missed those five games, they're in the playoffs if he didn't miss those five games. And I'm I'm putting it on one person. I mean, that's what we do, Penn Staters. You know, we do that. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I really believe that those games that he wasn't there, that the offense kind of struggled a little bit because teams were, were double teaming at that point. Now they started going back to playing a man high on, on, on Terry. He still was eating, but it's, it's, it's always different when you have your full arsenal out there. And, if, and let's face it, if they get some play from the tight end position this year, it's really going to open up some things because Logan Thomas was, you can tell he was coming back from an injury. Um, John Bates, you know, I, I think ascended a little bit more. Um, you know, you had Amani Rogers, I, who I like, by the way. Um, yeah. And then Turner, you know, I like him too. So if you can get this tight end room to give you some production this year, Obviously, they're not going to be Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's a first ballot Hall of Famer, top two or three type of time. But if you can collectively get 60, 70 catches from that group, man, that could do some wonders for this offense. It really can. And, and then you think, too, it's going to help open up in the running game um, and just and all of that. But you were, so, you were talking about Penn State. So I'm going to talk about it. I want to ask you about a particular player. I'm going to put maybe put on your GM hat. So we are with. Draft talk with uh, Lake Lewis GM, LLGM. Uh, just a little something. I want to first off grade the trade between Carolina and Chicago. Like uh, swapping picks for Chicago going from one to nine, picking up wide receiver DJ Moore. Uh, I think they got a second round pick this year and like another pick for the next year. So they picked up a few picks and a player. Who do you think won that trade? You think it was Chicago or Carolina? I mean, right now I'm going to Chicago because you have a proven commodity in DJ Moore. Um, he's a really good wide receiver, and, and he's a guy that kind of got lost up in, in in Carolina's quarterback fiasco, you know, not having that guy to get him the ball. And, you know, but when, when he had a guy that was there getting him the ball, I mean, he was dynamic, and we all know him from Maryland. You know, he was doing great things playing uh, for University of Maryland here locally. So um, I think – if you're Chicago, you needed to get Justin Fields a, a playmaker. You, you know, you needed to get him a weapon. And they're probably still going to draft some receivers as well. But, you know, you, you think of Mo, uh, Mooney, you know, who was there. Uh, Moody, I'm sorry. That was your number one receiver, and you can't have that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you go out and you get a DJ Moore, and you pick up some picks along the way, and you, and you, mm-hmm. you just drop down a little bit for your first rounder. Um, so yeah, number nine, they can do something. So I'm going to say they won it. Carolina, obviously that move was made to grab a quarterback. The question is, is it, <clears throat> excuse me, is it going to be um, Bryce Young from Alabama or is it going to be, uh, you know, maybe the kid from Ohio State who I like quite a bit as well. So they've got to hit though, whoever they take number one. I mean, and I'm also hearing Will Levis who, is a former Penn Stater, you know, transferred. Um, I don't know if I would go him at number one, but I would not be surprised because a lot of teams like what he can do. What What about uh, the Cam Newton 2.0 with Anthony Richardson? Would they go there? 
fan. I like that kid a lot. I mean, I know he may not be as polished as these some of these guys are right now coming out, but I think if you look at the intangibles and just, you know, just his size and his athleticism with the right tutor, with the right people in play, I mean, this guy could be the steal of the draft. He could be special. And he does look eerily similar to Cam Newton, just as big, maybe even more athletic than Cam. And that's scary to think because Cam was special. Obviously, he won an MVP, went to the Super Bowl. So, but but if you're if you're a team that's drafting one and you're taking a quarterback, that quarterback better be what you think he is. And he better come in and produce because number one picks a quarterback normally start as rookies and do good things. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely puts a lot on there. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I think Chicago on the low, they want it. People were like, oh, they should have got more first. And I'm like, he's yeah. not worried about those picks. Like right <laughs> now he's putting the vote of confidence with uh, with Justin Fields. It's like, hey, we're not going to pick a quarterback. All four of them will be gone before they get to number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody falls, now, you know, then you're in a whole different scenario. But they're, they're still going to be wide open to whatever they want to select. They got plenty of needs uh, on that football team. Team, so they'll be able to make the best pick available at that spot. I mean, it'd be kind of scary if it was like a Jalen Carter uh, that fell that that far down there. I'm sure they'd be uh, pretty happy up there in Chicago. So you know what? Funny you say that, Anthony, because I kind of think that that's. I mean, you don't you don't want to make light of another person's misery right now, and it's an unfortunate situation that he's having to deal with, and it is it is potentially making his draft stock fall. If you're a team like Chicago and you do have that nine and that guy sitting there, you have to run to the podium. Um, I, I, I hate to say this, you know, and I and I don't want people to 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 make light of what I'm about to say, but the guy did not kill anyone, and I think people need to understand that. I mean, what he did was immature. He's young. The racing that's not you know that's not something that I'd want you know my my child to do, but. At the end of the day, for people to be making this guy out to be a monster right now, that's not fair to him at all. I mean, it was an unfortunate situation where two lives were lost, but those two lives that were lost, unfortunately, they played a part in that as well. And and I think, you know, for people to be making this guy out to be like he should never play in the NFL, and that's that's harsh, man. I, I just don't know if I would wish that on anybody. Yeah, that, that's a lot to handle. I mean, I, could, I couldn't imagine just coming out of – out of Georgia and, you know, big, big man on campus. And now the whole, you know, you're in people, way that people look at you is completely different. And uh, I, I mean, I'm sure he'll be wherever he is up going, make sure y'all keep some people around him and keep him, you know, take care of him. Uh, Cause he's going to, he's going to need some support uh, just getting through all of that. So uh, and, and prayers and prayers to the, to the families of, of, uh, of those that did lose their lives in that uh, street racing incident. But Staying, staying with the draft. I want you to let me know what happens. You're, you're sitting at sixteen. What are you doing? Are you, are you, uh, one? Are you staying pat? Right? Are you looking to trade back, or, or what would be a scenario that makes you want to maybe trade up? Well, I, this is a great question. You know, I always think about the trading back first, but the trade up. I, I just don't know if there's anything that you would you would run to trade up for because your defense of line is pretty stout, you know, so those edge rush don't need one. You really don't. Um, is there a home run linebacker outside of Will Anderson that would be there at 16? I don't think so. 
So for me, it's about the corners and it's about offensive line play. I mean, if you're looking at the, maybe the kid from Ohio State, you know, tackle and he's sitting there and he can play some guard, maybe you move back a little bit, you know, and, and take your chances that he'll still be there. Um, as far as a corner, like if you're, you know, at, at 13, if a guy like Christian Gonzalez is there from Oregon, you know, a corner, maybe you do try to trade up if that's the guy that you've been targeting all along. But if Christian Gonzalez is there at 13, then you know Joey Porter's going to probably be there at 16. And for me, I mean, and I and and again, I know I always joke and tease about the Penn State because that's what we do. You know, we are. Yeah. I, I, that guy's a really good cornerback, man. <laughs> and if he's sniffing around, if you're right there at 13, 14, 15, and you think he's going to be there at 16, you don't you don't need to trade out of that position. You take him, and now you solidify the other side of the field, because I really think Benji St. Juice has star power. And I think, you know, you have now two long rangy corners that you could be having in play. But the only way I would trade up is maybe if Christian Gonzalez is sitting there at 13 or 14 and you want to guarantee you get him, then maybe you do that. I got you. I, li- I like that. I was playing with a few mock drafts. I found a mock draft site. I think it's on the PFF or something like that. But either way, every time I do it, there's, most of the time, Joey Porter's there. Yeah. He, most of the time, he's there at 16. There's a couple other players that are rated higher, but due to team needs, I'm like, okay, Joey Porter Jr. There's been a few times where you'll see uh, Christian Gonzalez has made his way down that far. And, and and one time, I saw one that had Bryce Young had made it all the way to 16. And I was like, now, this this one's broken. Like, that, this is not. Online draft that won't be up next year. I <laughs> Let me not tell who whose site that was. They'd be highly upset. Um, but I, I do think trading back is is a possibility. Sure. Um, you know, because I think you're looking at positions where, I mean, shoot, to get an old lineman at 16 versus having to wait till you know mid 20s. I'd rather do it in mid 20s and save a couple of dollars, um, especially after these first two days of free agency when they've attacked yeah. the offensive line. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you could trade back with that. And let's face it, rookie rookie contracts with certain teams are good because, as you just said, you're saving money and you and it kind of leaves you a little bit more now to sign these guys that you know are coming up with their contracts. So you can't keep everybody in today's game. That's just the way it is. Um, but these are the good problems that the good teams have. The good teams have to let go of, of players that are fan favorites and they have to make sometimes those those tough cuts. Um, I, I do believe there's going to be one or two coming up in June, um, you know, that's going to come up. I think Logan Thomas might be a candidate, believe it or not. Um, yeah. So, you know, those are the things that you have to do when you when you when you start stockpiling talent. It is a, it's a good problem to be in. I, I think the the direction that I, I feel like they're going in is that they're taking advantage of the rookie contract at quarterback to build out the team and try to hit up a few other key pieces because if you hit if you catch lightning in a bottle um with Sam Howell, hey, they're gonna try to make him do it two years anyways before they try to give him get him re-signed. So hey, maybe you have a couple of years of success. I think they make the playoffs in 2023. I do. I think I do. they're good they're good enough to do that. I think they've made improvements uh on other spots. But just touching on just another few bits of commander's news. Well what are you hearing about the sale of the team? I, I know that there's been a uh, – I forget the gentleman's name, Lordy. The the owner of the Danaher, he started the Danaher company. 
uh, uh, rails. Uh, yes. 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 I, yeah, I mean, heard about that as well. Um, I'm still sticking to my guns and I predicted that Bezos would be the owner of this team. And I still feel like that. Um, the fact that he's not just canceled out yet <laughs> means that he's still in the running. And let's face it, Anthony, the, the owners want him to be the owner because he's the one person that can afford the asking price, no matter what it is, he can afford it. And if you get that asking price, you've just elevated the, the, uh, the values of all 31 other teams in the league. So businessmen, no businessmen. And for, for a guy to be able to make me more money. And I'll, when I'm on one side of the pillow, I turn in the morning to the other side and my, my, you know, franchise is maybe valued at an additional 500. Yeah, come on now. I'm, I'm, Let's get this man in here. And I think I think for 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 commanders fans, you know, you put a put a put away the you know, if you like the guy or not. I mean, listen, you and I both know nice as you are. There's always going to be haters out there. There's always going to be somebody just doesn't like you just because you smile too much, Anthony, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or you were too fast. You know, they hated you, you know, Um it's always going to be that case. So there's going to be the anti-Bezos and then the pro-Bezos. I'm the pro-Bezos group. And I say that because this man has deep pockets. And when it comes to building a stadium, which will be the next big thing, whoever buys the team, you want someone that can afford to do this and not have to make taxpayers pay for it, you know? And that's a big thing. And I think this guy has the kind of clout that he possibly could get a stadium built in DC and Mm. I, site would be RFK Stadium and they would revamp that and build around. It's too much for for you know you not to want this if you're a Commanders fan. And I think you know if you're if you're you know the other guys um um to come together, that kind of tell that that, that kind of worries me a little bit. Because if you're a billionaire and you need another billionaire to help you partner to get a team, I don't know if I like that to be honest with you. I mean, shoot, you get into the point of the game where, like, ain't nobody else, ain't no more buyers. Like, all you can do is pass teams down after a while. After $7 billion, I mean, it's, Jeff can't buy multiple teams, you know. I mean, but this is the thing. Jeff Bezos is so rich he could buy every team. I, that, I know. He can. He just buy the whole league. And he's like, eh, it's my, it's my I, game. I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah. So, so let him drive the stake up for Washington. I mean – it, there's a reason why that man did not put a bid in. And people were like, oh, he was locked out from putting the bid in. Hmm, maybe, maybe that is the case. But I also think as a wily good businessman, he's probably looking at that from the standpoint of why would I outbid myself? Nobody can outbid me. So if the best group A over here can bid is $5.5 billion and group B over here can can somehow come together and pony up $6 million, billion, yeah. I- Come in right there and give them a check today. Six point one billion was my team. <laughs> yeah. So maybe hell, maybe maybe it's uh maybe it's Dan being playing a little business as well, being wily, trying to and give I, other people more time to chime in. Trying to squeeze as much. Listen, if you're making me sell my team, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get the money that I want. <laughs> and you can't get Dan for that at that point because they are. They're telling him you gotta go, you gotta sell the team. Um, and if he's saying I'm not selling the team, they want him to sell the team. This they they need this PR nightmare gone. In yeah. the, but at the same time, they don't want him selling it in a duress sell. You know, this isn't a short sell on a house, man. You know yeah. what I mean? 
like he needs to get max value for this product. And this is a traditional franchise, got a great fan base. Um, they've got history. I know a lot of it's been kind of washed away and as they have the new thing now, but, but come on, man, you know, everybody knows that this is the Redskins. Everybody knows that. And at the end of the day, you know, you can't erase those other 80 plus years of, of tradition and history away. You can, you can, you can change the name and all that stuff, but the colors are still the same and the fans are still the same. So Pay the money, man. Let let open up the books and and Dan, if you got a problem with Bezos buying buying the team, that's bad business because you're getting ready to make what did what did he buy the franchise for back in '99? Like eight hundred and something uh, million. Yeah, Maybe? something very minuscule into what he's about to get. Come on, man. Times six, times seven for the value that you're going to get. Take that money and walk away quietly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sometimes, I mean, I'm, you mentioned the short sale. I'm in real estate down here in, in, in McKinney, y'all. So if y'all need to buy a house, hit me up. And on, and on purpose, I figured you would like that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Hit me <laughs> up. Uh, I, it, the crazy thing, this is a sidebar. Uh, I've sold a house for a client. Um, they uh, actually former NFL, current NFL player. Anyways, sold a house to them. And when we were doing the walkthrough, I, seen, I had seen a, a Redskins like computer bag. Oh, wow. And I was like, and I was like, oh wow! I took a picture, you know, whatever. And I was like, seeing while showing. They ended up going back, getting their offer accepted. We went to the uh, the closet, saw a Cal Ripken Way sign, and then I saw like another Redskins like pan, like uh, memorabilia. I was like, man, this dude has to be from the area. I so I ended up, I like signed him a card, and I went to the closing. Met the guy. I'd already met him before. He had done when they used to do the Redskins rallies down here. Um, he was the head of the fan club who was basically the one that put on the Redskins rally. So I had already met him probably like a year or two prior. Um, and so showed his house that he was selling. And he actually has a podcast that covers the team. He's the Knuckleheads podcast. Ken Jackson is his name. So okay. small world, small world. So I'll leave my, that'll be my only real estate Redskins uh uh, story for today, but first off, man, I want to say thank you for jumping on here, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Anytime, man. This this is like old times when we used to do the shows together. Uh, yes, the, indeed. Or the VA, we had a good time doing that and breaking down music. We were doing a lot of stuff, man. It wasn't just football; it was it was life. <laughs> so, it was a lifestyle thing, man. I loved it, and yeah. I'm thinking about the the, the Greek gyros, the gyros. Oh. Uh, Calypso's, those folks over. Um, they still there? I, I'm not sure. I have no idea. But but I got one for you before we before we leave because we what you I got? Think shows that we left, we still weren't sure. Remember, it was Jodeci, Boys to Men, Mint Condition, or Tony Tony Tony. Oh man, <laughs> I remember. I remember having that conversation. It was a very heated debate. We're trying to figure out who was the best band. Yes. Um, and I feel like now that I've gotten a little older, I'm I'm leaning Jodeci. I forget what I said back then, but I'm I feel like Jodeci got to be the one. Yeah, I think I think back then we we were we were kind of on the mint condition just because you know they were they were hot at the time. Yeah. But I think I don't know, man. I think I think depending on your age, I think a lot of people might lean towards. Um, Mint condition or Tony Tony Tony. Yeah. Boys to Men is but Boys to Men is in there too. Yeah, Boys to Men is in there too. I mean it, it's a tough one, but 
I think if you want to go all across the board, everything, I think I might go Joe to see as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can just hear it. Can just, can just hear it. Just stay. Ooh. Y'all over getting karaoke. Man, I appreciate Lake hanging out with us here. You can follow him on Twitter at Lake Lewis. Uh, that's it, right? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Lake Lewis, or Instagram, Facebook, Lake Lewis Jr. So, yeah. Just got my verifications on all of them, too. So. Oh, snap. There you go. Congratulations. Welcome to the Blue Check Club. Somebody about to take the – Twitter about to take theirs off? I don't know. I mean, I have my Blue Check on Twitter for, for several years now, but I literally – Two weeks ago, just got notification from uh from from Instagram and Facebook same day. So, yeah, nice, tough, good stuff. <laughs> nice well, for shoot. Go give him a follow and check us out on Believe Commanders on Twitter and Instagram. And also check us out on TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM, uh, Watch Stadium. We can catch us on there every now and again, and on all your favorite streaming platforms. And once again, thanks to our folks over there at BetOnline.ag. Use our welcome code BLEAV. For that 50% welcome bonus. Lake, who you got winning the NCAA tournament? Man, I don't know. It's tough. I like Houston, but they kind of let me down. Alabama looks good too, but I'm not sure. If you if you if you made me choose one team right now, I'm going to go Houston because I think they lost that game. I think Jason Sasser didn't play. So if he's playing, I'm gonna go Houston. All right. I'm trusting Lake Lewis. I think when I did a little bad bracket, I think I ended up picking Houston uh, to win as well. So great minds think alike. And I ain't watched not a game all year. So for Lake Lewis, I'm Anthony Armstrong, Brian Murphy. He is off in Disney kicking it with Mickey. Believe in Commander Show, folks. We'll see you guys next time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.